Our readings this morning are about what it means to have faith in God when things are hard. Is there anything more simple, more profound, more critical to our journeys as Christians as this fundamental question? How do I follow God when things are hard? The prophet Habakkuk asks God, O oh Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen, or cry to you violence and you will not save? Paul writes to Timothy about his suffering for the sake of the gospel. The disciples cry out to Jesus something that I have also personally cried out to Jesus. Increase our faith. Luke is likely giving voice to anxiety in his own community, the early church, who now are separated by decades from Jesus' life. They're searching for ways to keep the faith when life is hard. But our readings also give us reassurance. It might not be particularly practical, but there are words in our readings that have sustained all followers and servants of God for so long. God says to Habakkuk, there is still a vision for the appointed time, for it speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their faith. Paul writes to Timothy, for this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Jesus says, If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. A mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, so small you can hardly see it. Jesus says that even a small, small, small seed of faith can grow into an extraordinary faith. Even if Timothy's faith burns down to merely an ember, it can be rekindled, as Paul reminds us. We can do extraordinary things with our faith. This morning, we are also bringing our stuffed animals, live animals at the other service, pictures of our pets, our beloved uh, companions, because we are celebrating the feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Now, saints are people of extraordinary faith, and they can help us see the way when our faith is just a small seed and we can't find it. I'm going to tell a story about St. Francis that I did tell to the children um, at 9 o'clock. They were all sitting down here which is why I think our TV is all messed up. <laughs> they love the buttons on that. So uh, perhaps you'll listen to me a little bit more, but um, there are so many stories of Francis as a saint um, in, a, in a book called The Little Flowers of St. Francis, which was written by a monk uh, not too, so long after Francis lived. St. Francis lived long ago. He was a monk who gave away all of his wealth, all of his money to the poor. 
He devoted his life to serving others, and his faith in Jesus was so strong, it kept him safe and comforted through all of his suffering. All Francis wanted to do was imitate Christ, and all Francis wanted anyone else to do was imitate Christ. So the one thing about St. Francis is that he was able to see God in everything, especially in nature and creation. This includes all the animals, all the birds of the air and the creatures of the sea, the critters that crawl on the ground, all the things that walk on four legs, like our pets, and things that walk on two legs, like us. St. Francis had faith that God was in everything. Here's a story about how much St. Francis believed in God. Long ago, there was a village in Gubbio, which was in Italy. The entire village was terrified because a big bad wolf was stalking around the village, eating the sheep and the livestock. It was also attacking people, devouring them. So everyone was terrified. They stayed inside their houses. They were too afraid to be out at night without weapons, as if they were going into battle. Luckily, St. Francis heard about their troubles and so he went to Gubbio and decided to go out into the forest to meet the wolf himself. The villagers warned him against this plan. They told him of the ferocity of the wolf, but he went out anyway. Now the crowd of the village followed him because they wanted to see what was gonna happen. They were terrified. And so St. Francis walked out into the forest where the wolf lived, called him to come out. The wolf came out of his home den, ran at him with his jaws wide open. But St. Francis reached out his hand and made the sign of the cross. When I asked the children at nine o'clock what they thought that did, they said it killed him, which it did not. No, no, this is a, we love animals, this is a. <laughs> the wolf stopped, closed its jaws, sat at Francis's feet as meekly as a lamb, and lay down. Francis started to pet the wolf and said, Brother wolf, you have been causing so much trouble. You have not just devoured animals, but also people who were made in the image of God. That's not okay. But I will intercede for you, and I know that you did this because you were very hungry and had no food. You must promise to stop coming in to eat the livestock and the people. The wolf wagged its tail and put out his paws as a sign that he agreed to this promise. So Francis brought the wolf back to the village where the wolf lived for the rest of his days. In exchange for not attacking their livestock, the villagers fed the wolf and kept him as a beloved pet. They fed him each day and he became their guardian and their friend. That is how St. Francis befriended a wolf. St. Francis believed that every creature, even the scary ones were made by God and had God's image he trusted God that he would be safe with the wolf, who wasn't so ferocious after all. Therefore, we celebrate our animals close to the feast day 
of St. Francis, which is on Tuesday. We remember that we love all of God's creatures. So maybe if we feel lost in our faith, if our faith is lost in us somewhere as small as a mustard seed, and we need reminding of God's goodness, I think you can find God's goodness just about anywhere, like in your dog or cat, your hamsters, your stuffed animals, even the animals at the zoo. Animals can help us have big faith. So soon we will be ready to bless them if you brought a, a stuffy or a picture of your pets. Each creature is made in the image of God, and all of us have a tiny mustard seed of faith planted in us. It's up to us to help it grow. In the name of God.